Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Okay, so uh, are we all cozy? Are we all, yeah. all, all settled in? Almost there, almost there. Yeah, adjust that. Adjust that blanket. There we go. All right. A little, little more. A little more. It's going. Need some help back there. Just going to just have this in. Just have Dan adjusting. (laughs) I got it. I got it. Oh, my God. Here we are. You guys, you guys have waited so long for this. Yeah. Because you spam us in the comments. Well, we've also said multiple times, yeah, it's about, it's going to be next episode. And then plans eventually fall through, unfortunately. Of course. But But we finally have... The Dan. Daniel the, Radcliffe. The, the, yep. Here I am. What if? What if it was just Daniel him. Radcliffe? People would be like, mad. I don't know whether they'd be disappointed. Yeah. Or... I'm both. <laughs> Everyone's just furious at us. I'm like. excited appointed. Um, but we finally have you. We're trying to fulfill a lot of promises. We got our movie review series released after teasing it for two and a half years. We got, we got Dan on the podcast. We that got is... merch coming. Spoiler alert. This weekend, got our merch site dropping, uh, dro- dropping, dropping. Um, I did it. I I pulled it through. I didn't know if I was going to be able to, but I did. And just in case, for those who don't know who our wonderful friend Dan is, oh would you God. like to introduce yourself in any way? Uh, other, sure. Uh, it can be in song. It can be in rap. You do love to rap. You rap constantly. <laughs> My name is uh, Dan Avedon. I am known as Danny Sexbang on the internet. It's good flow. Uh, yeah. Thanks. Thanks, dog. <laughs> Uh, I am one half of Game Grumps with Aaron Hansen, and um, I'm the lead singer of a band called Ninja Sex Party and one called Starbomb. Uh, I enjoy uh, wine, women, song. Wine or white wine? uh, You know what? I haven't had alcohol in years, but... Red women or white women? uh, (laughs) Well, obviously red women and white wine. Beautiful. Red, red women, white wine. That's the name of I my solo prefer, album. I prefer uh, red wine. I'm a red wine man. Myself. I'm a white. I'm a white wine. Don't man. tell my dad. But. So Dan, you recently played on the O'Reilly Factor, right? <laughs> what? <laughs> you were on, on Bill Maher's show. That's where I saw you on the yeah. TV. Yeah. Dan, Dan recently uh, with his band uh, Ninja Sex Party with with his good buddy Brian mm-hmm. and along with a backup band called uh, Twerp. Um, right. Very talented young men. They played on Conan O'Brien, so you can catch their performance on the Conan O'Brien show on YouTube. That was exciting and scary. Oh, I bet. I would have been shooting my pants. Is it one of those feelings where it's like once you're doing it, it's like, okay, I'm in, I'm in it. There, I can't go back. This, I, I, so the nerves kind of are 
they're still there, but they're kind of forced to the back. Yeah. And you have to focus the, on the performance. The, the first 20 seconds were weird. And then, then it was just like performing at any other time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, I, it's, it's funny because I was just listening to the podcasty episode that I did with Finn where I talked about exactly this. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I apologize for repeating myself, but the, the thing, the thing that caught me off guard was, uh, that for years, um, we've, even though we've been playing to crowds that are like beyond what I could have imagined as a kid, 5,000 and shit. That was a lot. Yeah. It's, crazy. it's, it's, it's a large room of people, but even in something, in a situation like that, you can see who you're performing to. Like you can see the totality of everyone that you're, singing for whereas when on conan when that jib camera flies by you're like who the fuck is on the other end of that you know and that's that's what was uh off-putting at first but um you know it, it just like anything you just have to get through it there, there's no substitute for the experience of doing it and the next time we probably won't be half as nervous you know yeah well, there is one substitute, which Ryan and I are big fans of, and that's crack. Drugs, yeah. Uh, I hadn't thought of that. But um, A lot of people do drugs uh, when they go on shows like that. They use something called beta blockers. Have you ever heard of those? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Isn't that like the, in, the, in the prostate commercials? Wait, what? The prostate like pills for like men over like 50 or 60 that need more... Enhancement of what is this thing called again? I don't, I don't beta, know. Beta, beta, beta poppers, blockers, <laughs> no, not beta, poppers. Yeah. beta blockers. Yeah, I don't know exactly what they are or what they do, the but far right I loves taking it. Beta, beta poppers. You sniff them in <laughs> the beta male smile. I've, <laughs> I've been told that, uh, that a lot of uh, performers use them to get past their anxiety of. Oh performing. yeah, um, I know that you, there's actually drugs prescribed for stage fright. Right. Um, but I always wonder, like, if I took one of those, because I get I get nervous uh, every time before I go on stage. But usually, like, as soon as I'm out in front of the crowd, it goes away. Right. Because um, I guess your brain kicks into this like adrenaline mode where you're like, okay, this is it, you got it, just just do it. Mm-hmm. Where like the lead up to it, where you're backstage waiting, that's when I feel the most nervous. And that moment where I'm first walking on, it's like. Oh God! Oh God! And then when I'm out on stage, it's like cool. Yeah. Uh, well, we haven't been nervous on stage in a long time, but like, I can't wait until I get to that point. Yeah. Well, I'm, and and you just you just keep doing it until it goes away. Um, the the fun part is that uh, eventually you get to the point where the crowd loves you, you know, before you go out on stage. So we're working on that. Yeah. There, there's less of a feeling of like. I have to win these folks over, which is yeah. which is tough when you're just starting out. And and that's another thing that uh, was weird about the Conan show, because it had been years since we'd gone... For an in, audience that's not your... Right. It was years since we had to prove ourselves to an audience that we were performing for. Um, oh, yeah. That's so true, because when we do our super mega shows, which actually we did one last night, mega fans. whenever this comes out, like the people coming are mostly super mega fans so it's yeah. like you already feel that support when you walk out on stage right. I'm still nervous as shit though oh I, I still get I'm nervous like, just cause it's like cause I, I wanna make everyone happy and I want I want everyone to enjoy it and I'm like if I'm not good they're not gonna enjoy it and they paid for it so it's so like so we just gotta get more drunk it. that's the whole thing let's just drink shots of <laughs> let's funnel grain alcohol before the next drunk drawing live show that's okay. a good idea and we could vomit into the crowd so it's one of those like 3D like sea world things mm-hmm. front row can get the little Splash, splash yeah. zone. That's a splash Ooh. zone, yeah. yeah. Okay. We, we <laughs> should call the front row the splash zone in case one of us throws up. <laughs> it may not happen, but also 
it may happen. Ryan, so I'm, right. you know how good you are at like simulating like you're about to throw up? You should guttural vomit noises. You should do it mm. into the crowd. And then, I should, and then actually throw up because I can't contain myself because I'm actually drunk. And, and then my body is actively trying to get rid of what I put inside of it. Next thing you know, <laughs> front row gets a little uh, little splash zone. Okay, yeah, yeah. I would die laughing if you threw my up. My mental health would, would be very, would be skyrocketing after that. Mm-hmm. From vomiting on fans? Yes. Hey, it happens, man. Dan Dan's done it at least half the shows. <laughs> I, I don't consider it a show until I vomited on half the crowd. I said, wasn't there some like crazy rocker that would like puke into the crowd? I feel like that's a very metal thing to do. It's got to be like if if Ozzy can bite the head off a bat, you know, I'm sure some. Oh yeah, he did that. Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. And like All the lead singer of, of this band, Deer Hunter, he got he got blown or he sucked a dude's dick on stage. Huh. So, okay. I mean, there's many things you can you can kill an animal, you can suck a dude's dick, or Robert just vomit into the crowd. Robert De Niro was jerked off for a movie. Really? Was he actually jerked off? You can look up the footage if you want. The girl just just given two two dudes a hand job and he's one of them. He's a young act, actor they, they up and coming. They couldn't simulate that. Uh, she actually had to like jerk him off. The, she was touching their penis. Was it a, their, their shared penis? Was their, it their a, one a, penis? A pornographic film? It, was was he in porn before his I, big acting? I don't. That Sylvester no. Stallone was. Yes, he was. He was a porn star. He had the look too. So was Jackie Chan. What really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. He was. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jackie Chan was a before he was in his big breakthrough roles. He did porn. But I have to like, it's not like they were a porn star and then became a movie star. I have to feel like they're just picking up different work. Like it's like, oh, I, I, they were probably like doing side roles. I pick up that work when, when it's slow at the game. And it's just kind of like yeah. I'm not known. I need money, dude. I mean, like if you're starving, like you got to eat. I I don't got to fuck. Too, I don't so. I don't blame anyone who who does shit like that. To I mean, because it's rough. Because that that stuff follows you forever. Like yeah. Sylvester Stallone's in his seventies now, you know, and he's still got to hear about the porno film he shot when he was like twenty-five or whatever. But even for not famous people, like putting your body out there in general, I mean, is that's like very like super, like it's very intimate, and and like, you're like opening yourself up to millions of people yeah, potentially. Because it's just, I'm not judging. This isn't me yeah. judging. It's no. just like that's a big. For some people, it's not even a big step. They're that comfortable with their body. I mean, they're, they've accepted, like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah, Debbie Harry from uh, the lead singer Blondie, mm-hmm. she says now that she regrets not doing porn or, like, not appearing naked somewhere just because she was like, man, my body was fucking awesome back yeah. then. Like, I should have chronicled that. Like, you seen Betty White? Betty White looked great. I know, she still does. Betty White still looks great. I'd, I would still. She's 96. Yeah. I, that's why. That's also just why I feel so bad for people to get their nudes leaked because it's like, it's such like a personal thing that then like the world has. Yeah, and it's like got to be the worst feeling. I, I'm sure it is, but at the same time, like, uh, the world moves so fast now. Yeah, and it's like once they're out there, they're out there. So you just gotta move on. But yeah, it's. I think it's it's embarrassing because it's the fact that it was suppo- it was like meant for someone else. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but right. like it, at the end of the day, it's like we all had like everyone's naked at some point. It's you true. have a penis, you have a vagina, you have tit, whatever you have, it's I like you it. have it. The so jizz on the like, face wh- ones are a little rough. That's oh, that's, that's embarrassing. Oh, yeah, yeah that, oh. that's that's gonna. Some celebrities have been caught up in that mess. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But 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 who among us? Has not had jizz on their face today, if not by accident. It was just dripping from the ceiling when I went in the bathroom <laughs> this morning. That was me. Sorry. That was. I'm saying before, sorry. Before the stream, I had to. I'm apologizing because, like, I know it's just a little bit. I wasn't there to experience it. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Ryan, the thing is, it's like. There is tension in this room. It, it, when I masturbate at work, 
I always text you. <laughs> yeah, and I, I say, I'm, you better hurry. I, I just live. I live a bit further away. It's hard to do. Yeah. There are like three fireable offenses in that one sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, Aaron said he was going to give me a raise if I masturbated at work more in, in his office. That does sound like something he'd say. <laughs> what, what if it was like? What if you found out though? All these years of all these jokes, like they were all real. Like, like I actually masturbated in Aaron's office in front of him. Like there was jizz on the ceiling today. Like, yeah. There was. I don't know. I'd be. I'd be shocked and also not shocked. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be fine with that. Whatever, whatever, whatever works for you, man. Honestly, jerking it in the jerking in, the, in front of my boss. Yeah, like <laughs> whatever works for you. I love it. It's just, it's just so accepted. It's like, hey, hey, man, hey, dude, live your truth. I, I've, heard of, I've heard of crazier shit. Is this what you guys wanted to talk about? Is this guys what you we, brought? Well, that's brought why we're sitting interrogation style right now. Because like yeah. we were wondering, since Aaron allows Matt to jerk off in front of him. Mm-hmm. Ryan's a little jealous. Where are you going? Where are you Aaron going? With doesn't this? want him to do it in front of him. I'm doing so. hand motions. Oh, uh, me? read the room, man. Read the room. I don't have an office. I don't have an office. You have a you, house. As you, uh, you do. Well, that's you have a car. That, well, then we're no longer at work. Then, then it's just dudes jerking off. Do it, off of, do it <laughs> like that. It's just, it's just your normal Friday yeah, night. If there's no power angle to it, then like, what's the point? Do it like Dirk Diggler style, <laughs> where you're just like sitting in the car, like yeah. <laughs> in the passenger seat. Yeah. Wow. This is this has been enlightening. Yeah, you like being on our podcast? No, though? yeah, thank, thanks for having me on. <laughs> I got I gotta go. <laughs> do we have any ad reads for this one? We do. We'll but do they, them later. We don't have them yet, so we'll have to record them later in the week. What ad reads? Yeah, yeah. Like you guys get sponsored for this? Yeah, that's somehow terrible. right. <laughs> that's amazing. Let's talk. Your, spo- your your words are being sponsored. That's right hilarious. Now. I'd love to know who's paying money. We don't know yet. Uh, it's it's but PUBG, in, oh, the video game. Really? It? Yeah. No, it's not. Yes, it is. Are we actually doing PUBG? Yeah. No way. You'll hear it later in the podcast, guys. I'll, pro- <laughs> I'll prove <laughs> Ryan wrong. <laughs> no way. Yeah, it's PUBG. <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it is. I'm not shitting you. <laughs> oh man. PUBG, you guys get an excellent ad read later. I'm serious. You guys want? You guys are gonna want to stick around for this. You and just said conclusion. you don't know who it is. Like no, I do. It's PUBG. Seconds. I can pull up the. I can pull up the chart. Didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't. Because I forgot, and then I remembered. <laughs> Ryan, you're gonna look such an idiot. Why would I? I look like an idiot. (laughs) Because on Thursday, we're going to have to come in here to record, and I'm going to pass you the piece of paper, the script for the ad read, and it's going to say PUBG. It's going to say Fortnite. (laughs) I'd love to do an ad read for... Actually, I cannot say that on this one. Oh, yeah. Actually, PUBG, yeah. Okay, you you actually... uh Uh-oh. You Go look at the email. I'm trying to find pull it. Up, pull up that email. Most recent email today. This Fine. is amazing to watch. Okay. Look at the look at the update. I feel very the weekly update to be the one the person The weekly that update? Can see this. Yeah. Fuck, where is that? Oh, pull wait, it up. From- You're going to look like such a jackass, Ryan. <laughs> okay, you can- Ryan, if, you, if I was right, you have to go lay down on train tracks. <laughs> no. Okay, well, I'll do it then. <laughs> <laughs> okay. As long as if someone wrong, dies. I'm going to do it. I'm looking. I should be looking in my personal email, right? You're lo- what were you looking? Or is at? it in this? Is it in the super mega email? Yes, it's in all of them. I feel like I'm being trolled right now. He thinks I'm trolling him. I'm not. I feel like I'm. We have an ad like, read for PUBG. <laughs> I'm really trying to figure this out. They sponsored us. This is like the Eric Andre show. Well, welcome, Dan. Yeah, I'm excited. We slipped you acid in your okay. soil. So. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Scroll down. Fucking hell! Yeah. Wow. Congratulations, PUBG. PUBG. Thank you, PUBG. Can you guys pay us extra since we're talking about you so much? Yeah. Is that is that cool? Gamers? Is PUBG short for pubic G-spot? That- actually, yes. Yeah. That's actually part of the ad read we have to do is we have to... Men have a G-spot. Do they really? Up their anus. Yeah, stop. Is that right? It's called the, the prostate. prostate. Yeah. That's, that's, that counts as the G-spot? That is allegedly the... My family calls it tickling the old peanut. <laughs> <laughs> Son, welcome home for Christmas. 
gather around the fire. We're gonna tickle your grandpa's penis. <laughs> Aaron, uh, Aaron, on multiple occasions, and I have had the, the exact orgasms. the exact same conversation where he'll make some reference to sticking up, uh, sticking a finger in his butt while he masturbates, and is that public? I'll, oh, oh yeah, it's okay, been on okay, does, many okay. Game Grumps episodes. All right, and I'm like. Oh man, do you really do that? And he's like, "Oh my god, it's the best, right? You do it too." And I'm like, "I no, actually, I've I have never, a friend who I've never done it." And he's like, "Cool, me neither." Oh yeah, <laughs> he do, he'll do I that was a just lot. Joking. Yeah, all I'm funny saying, stuff. All, all I'm saying is, mm-hmm. don't knock it till you try it. Yeah, yeah, that's all I'm saying. I'm just, I'm busy, man. I don't have time. Damn, put on, everyone's put on got some time fucking to latex gloves if you're, if you're scared. Not scared. <laughs> That's what a scared man would say. Yeah, I, that is what a scared man would say. That's true. I am not scared though. Here, warm up. Get a bag of baby carrots. I'm scared. How <laughs> uh, yeah, many can get up there? I'm scared of sharks. Um, I'm scared of just the ocean in general. The ocean yeah. is terrifying. I would not put a shark up my anus. Okay, Ryan, you have you have thalassophobia. Is what? that the fear of just deep being in the deep sea? I just know it's a subreddit I go on where it's pictures of the deep sea and it's very scary. I the pictures Deeps. that make me like my skin crawl is like overhead shots and then you can see like the huge silhouette of a whale. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it's a that stuff. Yeah, and it's yeah. Like, oh, well, that's a big beast. It's just too much like unknown. <clears throat> like, how would you feel if you were a fish and you like swam up into New York? You and know, you're just like, like yeah, what's oh, I, oh, I don't understand the rules here. Like, it just anything could kill me at any time. You see that exact reaction when like a coyote wanders into like a town like Burbank or Glendale yeah like yeah. it'll just be like like oh no yeah the this, shoulders hunch this up this is not yeah this is what are right. these things except they don't have 800 cubic pounds of pressure that is true but, dude like I Ross thinks it's scarier to be able to see the bottom and everything and I'm like how is that scary no, it's, not. No. it's scary when you can't see what's in it yeah yeah the whole point of fear is the unknown right, right. you can't see like if I can see a shark over there I'm like uh oh but if, if I'm in the water and I'm like there's a shark, and I don't know the, where it yeah, is. Yeah, the only way of seeing the bottom is going to be scary is if there's a finger going up it. <laughs> oh, ask Aaron. He'll That's say a callback, homie. <laughs> did we just bring something full circle? Yeah, hey, yeah, we rule did. Rule of it. threes in comedy. And, end of the podcast, we got to bring it up again. Absolutely. The English teacher at my school always be would always say that. It always be like he always be like that, man. He always be saying. <laughs> Let's transition to an ad read. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We'll do it later. Yeah. No, we'll do it now. No, I, it's, we'll it's it too now. soon. Viewers no, are going to click off. No, we'll get it now. Okay. Well, we got to promise something really good for afterwards. Dan, okay. uh-huh. um, I'll still be here. No, something some, oh. some, something, big and exclusive for our podcast so people will stick around. Oh, shit, man. A secret that you'll tell us. A big secret? What, what secret do you want to know? You'll find out after this ad read. Oh, my God. Experience the mobile game IGN calls. A remarkable technical achievement. PUBG Mobile is the official mobile version of PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds featuring highly intuitive and customizable controls. One of the very best mobile games available, it's also free to play. Enjoy eye-popping graphics, super smooth controls, and a variety of exciting play modes. Survive pulse-pounding 100-player battles on a remote island filled with danger and opportunity. Make your way through sprawling rural and urban environments as you scavenge weapons, vehicles, and supplies inside a relentless shrinking battle zone. Mix it up with different play modes that include teaming up with three other players in squad matches, play war mode, mini zone, and quick matches for fast-paced arcade-style play! Drop in! You're up and stay alive as long as you can. No techie declares PUBG Mobile the, the daddy, daddy of, of Battle Royale. Royale.
Maim and slaughter every player. Stay in the zone, and before you know it, you'll be shouting your victory cry, Winner, winner, chicken dinner! Download the official mobile version of Player Unknown's Battlegrounds for absolutely free. Uh, Go to your Android or iOS app store and both type of them. P-U-B-G Mobile. And collect a special reward using the link and promo code provided in the episode description. Play now! Here we are, everybody. The big secret. See, this isn't fair, because the ad read, all you said was insert ad read here, so you'll add it later. Meanwhile, I've had... Two seconds to think up a deep secret that I haven't talked about on Game Grumps, where my life has been laid bare for six years. Fuck. Dan? Yes. The secret, dude. No, see, this is, again, not fair. <laughs> you told us you had a big secret. I did not say anything the of pod, the kind. Yeah, you like, literally said, I, I have mean, something huge I want to The title of the episode is <laughs> Dan's, Dan's Big, big Secret. secret. <laughs> so fucked. <laughs> Such clickbait no, bullshit. Fuck, it's fucked that you would you would you would come on our podcast and say that you're going to say, say your big secret and then hide it from us. I don't know. I I can't imagine what kind of like he swindled his way onto this podcast. <laughs> he said he was going to say his big secret. Now he's not. This is the most jackknifey bullshit. What like what type in of in the secret? thumbnail? It's going to be like a big question mark and like us going. <gasps> <laughs> There's almost nothing I haven't said about my life uh, on. On Game Grumps, it's true. Like I can't honestly think of anything. We, I mean, we've we've been to um, like Q and A's where someone will just straight up be like, "When did you lose your virginity?" And then do you we, answer honestly? Yeah. Oh, because I was like, "Ah, fuck it," you know. Uh, who cares? Shall we share our numbers? Should, should we all go around and well, share our yeah, numbers? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Um, who's gonna win? Uh, do you want to say them all at the same time? Yes. Okay. Three. Wait. One. Two. Oh yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Is it three, two, one? Say it. Yes. Or three, two, one. Three, two, one. Say, say it. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Three, three two, two, one. Nineteen. Damn. You Casanovas. Yeah. Wait. Who said eighteen? Who said nineteen? I'm nice. This boy right here. Nineteen over here. Eighteen over there. Wow. I was, I was in college. Yeah, that may, that's my when mom, most people My mom, it was do. Parents Weekend. I, I, hey, what can I say? I worked <laughs> oh at Food Lion. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really shitty uh, grocery store in South Carolina. Fantastic. I, I was 23, and uh, my friend Eva was like, Jesus Christ, let me help you out, man. Names and everything. Yeah, well, I mean, she and I are still buds. Okay. It's it's very cool. She she still makes fun of it. So me. it was like, I'll do you a solid? Yeah, more or less. Um, Dan I mean, was doing a solid with his solid. That's true. Hey, up the up top. Yeah, I, we, we we still love each other. Like, um, she'll she'll occasionally we'll be hanging out and she'll be like, "What's this in my wallet?" Oh, it's your V card. You know, she'll just like <laughs> she'll poke fun at me because I mean that is a that is a tie that binds. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because you know if you own a home. It can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect 
instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Just like you poked. Just continue. Your watch interrupted is. I'm sorry, my watch. It's six. I'm, I'm just assuming this is this is the story that's leading up to the big. No, secret. the big secrets at this the end. Is, yeah, this is the big secret. Story. This is, there's no. This big is not. Secret. No, the big secrets at the end, guys. You got to listen to the. This you got to listen so to the very end fun. of the podcast. This is gonna be like a Cracker Jack's prize, where like you eat your whole way through the bag and you get to it, and it's like a fucking sticker of a it's sailor like a and his dog. Yeah, it's like it's like a paper stamp that you can't even put on the mail. I'm like, what the fuck do I do with this? <laughs> I still have mine. Really? Yeah. Your nice. cra- he has a whole box just for his Cracker Jack's. Oh, I thought you meant your V card. No, yeah. no, that was that ship has sailed. Did you have a? Was it a good experience? Well, the person, who, uh, it was, uh, it was, an, uh, no, I, I don't. Fair think, enough. I don't Mine think it, wasn't. I just, don't, I don't think it was a. I don't think a lot of people have a yeah. good experience losing their virginity. Maybe not. I, I'm. It's in fact, I'm sure. Awkward not. or, or yeah. like. Oh, now I feel pretty good. Now I'm not so self conscious. Yeah. Well, because like the first time is only a big deal before. The first time, at least for me, like w- once you get into like the fourth or fifth time, you're like, oh, who gives a shit about the first? You know, it's yeah. it's just it builds up to be a big thing in your head because it, it's such like a, a big like societal like, well, like it's got to be perfect. Like mm-hmm. when are you going to sleep with someone? It's like, also it's the big it's the big moment you'll always remember. Also yeah. growing up somewhere where like the, you know, Western values are very kind of like, yeah. Like put in place there. It's just like, like this is how this is how things go. You know, people in you know just the language people would use in school. Everything seemed like you know you had to act a certain way. You had to be a certain way. Right. Um, and so one of the things that came along with that, at least for my church, was just kind of like you know your first time's very important. Yeah. It is very, oh yeah. I mean that was very in me too. Like we, we were big Christian boys. Yeah. Right. So still are brother. So I was always like. <laughs> The person I'm gonna have, like when I was younger, I always thought it was like. Didn't mean to laugh at that. I'm sorry. <laughs> the people, the people who end up, people who end up having sex are meant for each other. That's yeah. how it was viewed in my head. Yeah. And then when it happened the first time, I'm like, oh, this is just an act. This yeah. Is, this is yeah. just something people do, and it's a very intimate act. It's a very intimate act, depending I, on the situation, of course. Yeah, and I'm not like I don't judge anyone's religion or anyone who wants to be religious or not. Uh, but I personally, I remember feeling very uh is betrayed too strong a word feeling very lied to after after hebrew school you know yeah and just like and and growing up and realizing that that was not an accurate portrayal of how i see the world at all you know and uh and again if if anyone else wants to believe that it's their right and it's no less valid because it doesn't work for me but it never worked for me remotely oh i mean that was the thing with me was like if you want to you know i I grew up strongly christian and then i ended up eventually kind of falling out of it and it was simply just because like for me personally it just didn't really feel right right and it's like i I have no judgment to people that want to uh live that lifestyle or or believe that set of beliefs yeah i never liked the fear that that's yeah the guilt like the guilt yeah the believe this or you know you're burning for eternity like that that struck me as a a a big old a big old mountain of bullshit it's well i think like when you're young and like you're the church is preaching all these things to you like when i was younger and 
I was like intimate with someone in my head. I'm like, oh, I, I have, to, I'm intimate. I have to get ready for the big, big, big long haul. Oh, dude, here we go. I have, I, I got to buckle down and get a job. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, I have friends that were raised very, very religious and still like, um, say that to this day, uh, when when they're having sex with someone and they come, like they, Wait, they fe- what? They when they have an orgasm, they feel. Uh, like a wash of like shame and guilt and it's just like programmed yeah, it's, like deep and, and it's terrible that's so that's so uncool and to me it just it it smacks of the desire to control you mm-hmm. know oh definitely yeah. like you the the desire like to me if if you really believe in what you're saying you shouldn't need to remove all the natural pleasures out of someone else's life. You shouldn't need to take away music. You shouldn't need to take away sex. You shouldn't need to take away all the things. You, you, you don't need to make your your particular religion a person's only avenue to happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I feel like a lot of people are very unhappy that that are so devout. And I might just, I might be wrong, but I feel like there are probably a lot of people that are very unhappy and they don't realize why. Right. That are like, maybe like, like imagine like a 60 year old person that just follows that so strictly their whole life. They might be very unhappy just because they, and they don't even know why, but it's because they're so instilled in like the belief that they got to follow this. That's the only way to happiness. Yeah. But then again, it's like, because I remember in church and youth group, there would always be adults that would speak and be like, my whole life I made mistakes. I I got this girl pregnant when I was younger. Right. Um, I sold drugs and like. They live this life without That's not a mistake. That's with, just the hustle. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 live this life devoid of God or Jesus or having that in them. Now then, at a later stage, they're like, "Oh, this this is this uh, this makes sense to me. This yeah. is something I want to follow." I feel like it just works. It's just I think it's just your personal path, whatever leads you to whatever you end up believing. Because I because I guess because everyone has such a different experience in life. Mm-hmm. Some people start there and then realize that's not the path they want to take, and then some people probably want some sort of redemption. Yeah. For one reason or another, and then they find it in that. And like, if you can find it in that, that's great. Like I'm, very, I'm, I'm very envious of people who have strong faith because for the people that genuinely have it and enjoy it, like that seems really nice. And I had that at one point when I was a kid, and I loved it. Right. And it's right. like I am envious of people that can find that comfort. Yeah. Um, well, com- comfort, comfort is the right word because it's the the truth of life, and it's a shocking thing when you realize it, or at least it was for me. Just the idea that, oh. No one actually knows what's going on. Like no one knows what this life is. No one knows where we were before. Because no kid, one knows you're where we're following adults. Yeah, because you're like adults must know because they know everything. But then you start to grow up and you're like, oh, adults are just large kids, and and then you have to make a choice and you have to decide what works for you um, as far as uh, making sense of the universe around you, and you have people. Uh, you have people like the Pope, who seems like a very intelligent man, very good-hearted person, um, and he, you know, he just straight up believes everything the Bible says legitimately at its word. And you have someone like Stephen Hawking, who is about as intelligent as a person has ever been, and he's like, religion is a bunch of fairy tales for people who are afraid of the dark. Yeah. Th- those are his words. So it- it's... Very smart people will look at the same thing and see different things. And ultimately, you have to make the decision for yourself. And uh, and I guess because Judaism doesn't have the threat to it, 
that some other religions there's, no, there's no threat of hell. There's no there's no like devil. Even in Christianity, the Jews are saved and they go to heaven. Is that right? I think. Yeah, they're like God's chosen people. Yeah, they're God's chosen people. In in the eyes of some, in the eyes of certain. Wait, if they're God's chosen people. And I was worried about hell. Why can't I just switch to Judaism, not worry about hell, and then know I'm going to heaven regardless? I mean, go for I it. I just found the loophole, guys. <laughs> the the, the Jewpole. Convert Can today. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. This is going to sound like a very weird question. I'm just no, go ahead. interested that I, because I, I, I only went to a synagogue once when I was going through confirmation in Christianity, which is like when you, what you do at like 17 or when you're becoming an adult. Sure. 13. <clears throat> Churches do it differently, but it, yeah, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's like, a, it's like a bar mitzvah, but for Christianity. Yeah. Right. And so I went to a synagogue and I saw everything. So like someone can just walk into a Christian church. Can mm. someone just walk in and be a part of the congregation of a synagogue? I don't or know. Or do you have to be like by blood Jewish to be a part of that? I, you, don't, you don't have to be like by blood Jewish to be of the Jewish faith. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't. Like, okay, so the faith is very open to just whoever wants to just come into the congregation? Yeah, I think so. I like I I'm not an authority on this, but I <clears throat> I think part of the I think like none of, I'm not stating any of this as fact. Uh but I'm pretty sure Judaism doesn't recruit. Okay. Um the same way some religions do. Um, come to church. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think I think you're welcome to come. And if someone wants to convert to Judaism, they're like, hooray, good, you know. But I, I don't think that it's an active thing. I certainly don't think people get turned away. Yeah. Um, but there, there are different levels of Judaism. There's there's reform, which is uh, the it's like casual. Yeah, yeah, the most casual. And then there's conservative, which is sort of in the middle. And then there's orthodox, and those guys are hardcore. Yeah, um, they like Baptists. They're the ones with like Catholics. the beards and the hats. And everything. Oh, yeah, like Hasidic Jews are orthodox. Okay. And yeah, yeah. Um, and there's a I, place in L.A. where like yeah, th- th- there's a mall. Where, where, what area is Fairfax? That? Fairfax. Okay. Mm-hmm. Fairfax is like a very Jewish district of L.A. For for the most part, uh, orthodox Jews, I don't believe think very highly of more casual okay. Jews. I, I think I think there's a divide there because it's just kind of like oh you're just doing this to get like up to the good place. Kind of like Catholicism with uh, like more laid back like igno- or not igno- uh, Episcopal like or Anglican. Yeah. You know? Oh, by the way, you were going to say agnostic. Agnostic is absolutely how I would describe myself. Oh, me too. I wouldn't call myself an atheist because no, like no. I feel like that takes a lot of um cuz I honestly the way I see it is like I can't say that there's no god. It's like I don't Profoundly deny that God could exist because I think it's, I think it's possible yeah. that God could exist. I just don't know, and I never will know. So I'm just kind of like everything's so fucking crazy and intricate and complicated. It's like I'm I just don't know, right? And I don't know if I care because I'm not going to get an answer. Yeah. So it's like I, I personally have, worry about it. I've always had trouble with anyone, any person who was born like we were. You know, just. Mm-hmm. Came out the pussy and now is alive. Uh, Wait, what now happens? we're coming into pussy. Hey, oh, no, I've I've never. If if other people are having the same experience as me, like I've had trouble with anyone who like looks around and goes, I I know the unknowable for a fact. You know, I know what happens when you die. But like, how can it's all, you know? It's all just faith. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's why it's called faith, right? Because right. that you're you are you know, taking a leap of faith to put your beliefs in something yeah. that you have no proof of. So other than your own personal faith that this 
other power exists or that the afterlife exists. Right. And I, but saying I'm an atheist would be another way of saying that I know the unknowable. Yeah, yeah. totally. It's kind of yeah. just the opposite end of the spectrum. It's like, I know there's no God. Which, right. Which I also like feel like, you know, just as much as you just don't judge anyone on that spectrum. It's like, if you choose not to believe that there's a God, like wholeheartedly be like, no, there's no God. There's nothing you can do to convince me. I don't right. think that that person is any more wrong in thinking that than someone who vehemently like, believes it's just, in It's God. just the same belief, almost just opposite, you know? It is. Mm-hmm. It's the exact, well, yeah, it's just like, uh, whose definition, what is it, Ricky Gervais' definition or whatever, was like, you just believe in one less God than I do type of thing. That's true, because there are, I think, 250 religions mm-hmm. out there major religions there's got to be a lot more than that um oh yeah but I mean, this is the beginning of time yeah it's crazy how religion sorry i'll let you finish your point first oh it, no i was just gonna say like wh- whatever religion you believe in it means you don't believe in at least 249 yeah. religions you know well honestly that was one of the biggest things I and mean, then i'll go on to what i was also gonna say one of the biggest things that um got me questioning things when i was around high school was i was like Oh wait, there's more Muslims than Christians, so that's the biggest religion, and they all think the exact same way I do, because I think that my religion is the true one, but they all think theirs is the true one. But how do we know that, I, I was like, what if I'm the wrong one? What if theirs is actually the correct religion, and then, like, I'm the wrong one, and I go to hell, or something? And that freaked me out, and I was like, wait, and then there's like, there's Hinduism, and then Buddhism, Buddhism and yeah. Judaism, and I was like, oh God, who's right? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, just confused. Yeah, and maybe no one. Like, what if you die and just wake up in, like, Egyptian hell, and you're like, uh-oh, <laughs> we should have stuck with this one. <laughs> <laughs> That's like that South Park episode where everyone's in hell, and they're like, who is right? And the guy's like, it was actually the Mormons. The <laughs> Mormons were correct. It's, yeah, it's it's fucking crazy, and, and the, the more I thought about it, the more I became convinced that, like, I'm just going to chill out about this and because if there is a god and because every every religion that believes in a monotheistic god more or less believes in the benevolence of that god like a kind loving god there's there's not too many religions where god's a fucking douche and trying to like ruin everybody's life that he created let me join that one um yeah so i i would think I would assume that if there is a benevolent, loving God, he's going to be pretty understanding. Or she, or they, you know? Yeah. Uh, well, it's the difference. It's the differences in between the, whether you're reading what, it, it depends on what book you're reading, what testament you're mm-hmm. reading. It, it, it fluctuates. Yeah. So that's the, that's the confusing part for a lot of people. It's the, what, fuck, whose quote was it? The, I, I believe, I do believe in God. I just spell it N-A-T-U-R-A, you know? That, yeah. Um, it's God is the name that we give to the laws of nature. It's a household name. Yeah. We give to like the wondrous things that like at the time we just couldn't explain how right. this all oh happened. God, but I feel like clean. now we're very, we've gotten to the point and there's that classic uh, Sunny in Philadelphia episode, which kind of points out the flawed thinking in this. But right now you think science is at a great point. We We know what we need to know. We have very, we have, there's very, there's not that much deliberation between what's going on right mm-hmm. now on earth how it came about um the science is at such a high point we're like this is this is true but then you look at uh one of the arguments that they make it that i think mac makes where it's like this scientist was proven 
a dumb bitch and like shit like that. He slaps like a dumb bitch sticker on the like, awesome. famous scientist. He's like, yet again, he was proven wrong. Because like they were right about one thing, but uh, other things they were looking into in science of or course. In the universe were wrong. And so it's like, honestly, who knows what's going to be rewritten as something else? Because Oh, yeah, you can't know what you don't know. Yeah. It's, well, it's fuck the very Pluto, nature man. of it. I say Pluto. we take a moment from our sponsor, OxyContin, and then we will get back with Dan's Big Secret. <laughs> so, oh, wait, she, no, we already did the, the ad read, didn't we? We did. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't have a big secret. Like, I just don't. It's, he's saving it for the end of the podcast. Jesus. Sorry, guys, I spaced that we already did the ad read. It's because we didn't actually do it. Christ. I forgot. I'm sorry, Dan, <laughs> why don't you un unseal those little, those thin little lips of yours? <laughs> Start spilling the beans. Unbelievable, man. I can you at least give me a, a like a topic that you'd like me to tell a secret on because I can't even think of anything. You have no secrets to share with us after you, years of friendship. You know, I I was there for you the night the only of the, the thing. thing happened. The yeah. only th the night the thing happened. It's like, like the worst title for a book. I like how we both said the thing. <laughs> Ryan was like the thing. Well, the only things I wouldn't talk about that I could have secrets on would be my health and my relationship status, you know? Like, those are the only things I don't talk about on Grumps because I need to have certain aspects of oh, my yeah, life. Oh, of course. Like, to All myself. Like I, yeah. I think of the same way in terms of, like, um, my relationships with people and even right. sometimes even, like, just friendships. I'm like, I just want to enjoy the moment right now. Right. Or even for me, it's, like, even, like, certain songs I enjoy listening to or, like... Um, hobbies I have it's like some things I just want for myself yeah um, and the people very close to me because it's like all three of us are like internet personalities who on a daily basis uh, kind of spill this alphabet soup of our lives mm -hmm. for hundreds of thousands to millions of people yeah. to consume and it's like I love doing that I love sharing aspects of my life and I love connecting with all these people I've never met that feel like they know me I think that's really cool it's just like um, there's of course some things where it's like it's nice to share this, and some things I'm like, I want this for me. Yeah. Because well, I, there, there's the me that no one on the internet knows. And yeah. it's like, I like being able to have both sides of that. And once you share a certain aspect of your life, you can't unshare it. You know, um, I had a girlfriend maybe three years ago that, uh, you know, I recently just now started mentioning like, oh yeah, we went through a tough breakup and it was very sad at the time. Um, and because it's um, my life has moved past that, you know, yeah, it, yeah. it's not a thing anymore. But I can only imagine if I had mentioned it at that time, it would have been the worst thing possible. Because even though so many people would have had the best of intentions to be like, dude, I'm sorry, I know what you're going through. Let me help you by sharing my story and everything like that. All it would serve to do is bring this painful breakup into my mind when even more and into the even more. more people are talking about it yeah more. well um like that's the thing just like bringing people into that level yeah that, 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 I, that's that, what it is that it's i having something personal and then bringing people you don't know into it you know yeah because like three years ago when daniel passed away like i I was very public about grieving and like just I was because that's what I was. I was I was vlogging. I was doing challenges on YouTube. I was just in that mode. And right. so like I would post pictures. I would I would just get my thoughts out. And I would I was essentially what I look back on now. I'm like, I'm fucking grieving. And like, I wish I could go back and be like, stop, just 
delete, right. just throw your phone somewhere else because right. now, like, if something, if something were to ever is going to happen in the future, and of course, a bunch of sad stuff will continue to happen because that's just how life works, ups and downs. Um, it's just, I think, grieving is one of the things where I'm like, yeah, I need to keep that to myself next time. Same, I like if I'm grieving, I don't want to. Because grieving is such a personal thing, you know. It's yeah. like you don't want to open that up to, um, the 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 whole world, I guess. Because like, if I went through a breakup or someone close to me died, maybe I would mention it. Like, oh, so I lost someone recently, and then that's that. But yeah. like to open it up to such a public, um, just like here's my heart, I'm grieving. Right. Feast. Right. Well, yeah, and I I understand too where you're coming from. You you always have to be gentle with yourself when looking back on stuff like that because that was a situation that came out of nowhere yeah. and was so far beyond anything you'd experienced before. You know, the, there's no blueprint with how to deal with that shit. Yeah, and also, um, I mean, isn't that also life, though? Like, you look back at some some choice you made and you're like, I wish I hadn't done that. But then that's how you learned what you oh, want yeah. to do and well, should do in the future. That's why I don't regret. There have been relationships that I've been in that ended horribly. And I don't regret them because it taught me this is I'm looking out for those red flags next time. Yeah, like, oh, now yeah I exactly. Know. Yeah. I've, had, I've had relationships which just let me like left me broken. But then afterwards, once I've kind of healed from it, I look back and I'm like, I don't regret that that experience happened, even though I was miserable. Yeah. Um, I, I look back at it and it's more like I think I grew from that. I learned some things about myself. And more importantly, now I know more what I want and finding a better match in the future. Yeah, know? yeah. And, and I think a big part of it is there's also no blueprint uh, as far as how to live in the public eye. It's called the Constitution. You know? <laughs> That's right. That's right, Matt. Um, and, and I remember early on, before I joined Game Grumps, but when Ninja Sex Party was a thing, um, so I was on the internet and stuff, um, I dated a girl for a little while and I hurt her feelings accidentally. Um, she definitely, from my point of view, I guess it's okay to say this because I'm not talking about who it is. From my point of view, she wildly overreacted to something innocuous, mm -hmm. you know? Just called her fat. I don't. No, stop. <laughs> no, don't don't put kidding. ideas in people's heads. <laughs> That's but, not what happened. Right. I don't even know what happened. That's... But, like, I, I made a comment that made her very upset and I could have never dreamed it would have made her upset, but instead, and she responded in a way that was like way over the top and really nasty. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to walk away from this. Like in, if I, if it had happened to me now, I would have called her mm -hmm. and just been like, Hey, let's talk this out. I think you misunderstood what I was saying or whatever. Um, or you were, or you'd gone through another bad experience and you were projecting that experience onto me or something. Who knows? Um, but I know that if I, what am I trying to say? What I did do was try to text her back because this was all happening via text. Yeah. And Classic. yeah. And she was just like spitting poison at me. And I was just like, fuck it. I'm walking away. And, um, and as a result, the, that, friendship slash romance or whatever you'd want to call it. It was never a, an official relationship. Um, that was just destroyed and is gone for good now. Um, and I remember people telling me, uh, 
online, uh, you know, you're so great. You make me so happy. You're such a wonderful person. And I didn't feel like a wonderful person. Like I felt like a fraud because I was like, how could I, my thought process at the time was how could I be a wonderful person if I hurt this person's feelings, you know? And I, I think that's a little bit like what you're talking about, um, with, uh, the grieving situation with Mm -hmm. Daniel, because it's, it was such a huge thing in your life that there's that feeling of if I don't talk about this and I'm actively hiding the most important thing going on Mm -hmm. from these people who are watching me and listening to me every day, am I living a lie, you know, and am I projecting something that's not true? Or at least that's how I've felt at certain moments. Yeah. Um, But it's not fair to yourself to think like that, you know? Well, I think like you just can't at that point, it's like you, it's hard to compete with your facade. Right. 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 Because that's all your positives, like the funnies. Yeah. And and then some, sometimes deep moments where you open up and stuff like that too. But when, when something happens and you can't project that, you can't do the facade, you can't be like, oh, hey, what's up? It's just like my, you kind of go into this overload where it's like, I don't know how to deal with this. Right. And I feel like my situation, I should have stepped back a bit more. Sure. I, I feel like I shouldn't have been as involved in the realm of social media where so many eyes were on yeah. like me and I, I, in that situation. Uh, and it was just a tough situation in general because we started the channel together and, uh, you know, our whole journey was like a three year process. Yeah. I'm out to LA. Um, so, you know, it it was going to be, it was bound to be blasted all over YouTube, all over Tumblr and Twitter and for the longest time. And I still, and I still see it and there's nothing wrong with it. And there's, and there's nothing wrong with it at all. But like to this day, I still see stuff on social media sites, but like at that time, that's all I saw. Yeah. My whole life was that grief for Mm. a, a long time. Yeah. And it was just a lot to deal with. And so it's just, it's, I, I feel like now I, I, I give myself the ability like in like a let's play would be like to feel a bit down, but I can still like have a good time and stuff. But I, I I don't have to feel that necessity to always keep up this like, Hey, everything's good. Everything's great. Hey, look at me. You new YouTube stuff comes soon. And you know, the thing is, it's like that stuff in life isn't made to be broadcasted. What you do as a personality is you're, I I know it's like funny to use the word comedian for Mm -hmm. a YouTuber, but like in a sense you are, because that's what you do. We make it, we make a podcast and these videos that are for entertainment and stuff like that, that's not entertainment. Grief and stuff, that's not entertainment, yeah. you know? So we're not... For a lot of the viewers, it is. In a sick way, I, I think drama in general is its own... Right. Oh. But from the, product, from the product we make, that's not the product we make, yeah. you know? Yeah. So it's like we're not going to give you that. I um, mean, that, that's, that's the most amazing thing to me, I think, as far as being... I've been on YouTube for 10 years now. Or 2019 will be 10 years. And... I think that's the most shocking, not, I don't know, I don't know the right word for it, but when I think about how YouTube has changed and how social media has changed, that's the thing that impresses the most upon me, how at the beginning, YouTube was this thing that people did sort of like, let's stand up against the man, you know, we couldn't make it as actors in Hollywood or musicians, um, 
in in we're not rock stars so let's make videos on youtube and be like this little independent thing and support each other and and it's very cool and and somewhere along the lines uh, of of those 10 years the sands shifted underneath us and now people in TV and movies are trying to figure out how to get onto YouTube, you know? Will Smith has, like, a, his own vlog channel. Will Smith is a dang vlogger. He it, is, 100%. It's, it's, it's amazing. And with that, you've seen the change in how YouTube deals with itself, where it's grown to the point where it's now turned inwards, and a major way that people get famous on YouTube is to destroy other YouTubers, like drama channels. Oh yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Totally. Starting beef. Starting beef. Yep. It, it, it's a sure fire. Controversial. Way. Yeah. Because people tune into train wrecks and um, conflict. Yeah. It, it's the same. It's the same genetic coding that causes people to slow down and look at a car accident. You know, and it, it's the same. Yeah, yeah. It's the same thing. You know, I don't like to say political stuff, but I will gladly say that I absolutely hate all 24-hour news networks. I, yeah. th- I think they're garbage, and I think they're really hurting our society because in their quest for ratings, they are tearing people apart and constantly shoving the worst, most heinous shit into people's faces and giving them the wrong idea of how the world is. You know, they, they'll just look at the worst tragedy that happens at any given point and just endlessly put it in people's faces. And that's because tragedy sells, you yeah. know? The, it, that's the thing that sucks. It has to be a certain kind of tragedy. You yeah, know? yeah, I'm not trying to get too deep into this whole thing. Yeah. But, like, there's a certain type of tragedy where it's, where it's like, um, uh, for example, um, if something of high crime, if something of high cr- crime happens in, like, a one, let's say a neighborhood where the 1% is, that's going to be like, oh, shit, there's burglaries and all this other stuff. If that happens, mm-hmm. you know, over in just like some neighborhood in uh, like West Hollywood, like where like a bunch of apartments are, it's not going to get that much coverage. It happens. It has to like be it, it, to a specific people or. Oh, yeah. It's basically whoever the audience can reflect like themselves a, like a, off. Of. Right. It's almost right. like a it's looking for the best. When I say entertaining, I don't mean like, Ooh, but yeah. it's like entertaining, like people get they, they want to follow it. It and, rides and, the fine line into a reality show sometimes because they do, they, they 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 look at the negative, and then without the negative even needing more of a highlight, they're just like, "This is bad, and here's why, and this is why," and like all of a sudden you feel this agenda start to kind of come into it. Oh my god! Like, like the, I was just listening to a comedian. I wish I knew who it was. It sounded like Colin Quinn, but I didn't look at the radio to find out who it was. Um, talking about exactly this and how the news isn't news. The news is, the actual news is what scrolls along the bottom, like 5,000 people killed in civil war in the Congo or whatever. The the news that's reported on is, here's what the other side, because, because everyone knows the score at this point, mm-hmm. you know, MSNBC is for the left wing, mm-hmm. Fox News is for the right wing, CNN, I don't know, people debate on where that falls, but like, that's pretty much the way it's, it, it falls uh, on the sides. And basically, uh, any news story will be, here's what the other side said about this event. It's not about the event itself. It's, here's, this is what's going to piss you off about 
the people that we are vilifying because on a daily basis. Because it really is like a reality show because there's these characters. Yep. And it's like character development. And people want to see what the characters do next and how they react to this and that. They try to, they try to cover it up because they'll like have someone say what happens mm-hmm. and now here to talk about it are and then they'll bring on the guests yeah and then it's like oh here we go yeah here comes people just trying to get jabs in you yep. know all of that here it, it, the bbc i don't know if they do it like this anymore but the way they used to do it was the news is half an hour and it's just the news it just tells you what happened all over the world and hk does that yep and then it repeats that half an hour endlessly it just it Re- rebroadcast that same half hour of footage and yeah, then yeah, in, t- yeah. in 24 hours it starts again that's not what we do here here um that's weird because a lot of foreign news is like bbc nhk which is the japanese one they'll do like a 20 minute block of just current events and just right. the news and then every like hour they'll just re-air the exact same clip right again. because like there's the same there's updates when you yeah when you break it down factually there's really only half an hour of news every day like but the way 24-hour news networks do it is they'll report on that half an hour of news and then give you 23 and a half hours of screaming opinion, you know, and just people yelling at each other. And it, it's badly hurting our society, in my opinion. People watch it more than they would of regular news, though. That's the, oh, of that's course. the shitty part. Of course. Regular it, news is boring. It's <laughs> Yeah. It's profiting off of the damaging of our society. In my opinion, mm-hmm. and, and and it grosses me out, and I really hate it, and I wish um, I, I wish that small journal, like real journalists, mm-hmm. would get more coverage. You know, well that's because the- there's so many amazing journalists out there. That are really fighting and doing, I think, a great job. But they're stuck. They're stuck on like blog posts on their site. Yeah, exactly. Dude, I mean, that was the other thing. This comedian. God, I really wish I knew who it was. But that was the other thing you said oh, that Jeff struck Donald. me. <laughs> I don't think so. I've seen him live. So. That was the. Other- <laughs> I love that. You I have seen to bring George it up every Lopez time you live. I love it. I've seen Jeff Dunham live. You've seen it all, man. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that was the only other thing he was saying. He was like. Um, uh, oh shit! Now I've, now I got distracted because I'm thinking of fucking Peanut, <laughs> that goddamn puppet of Jeff Dunham's. Um, I'm sorry. No, it's okay. Uh, remind me what were we talking about? Your big secret? No, <laughs> shut the fuck up. You're talking about um, you're talking about. Oh yeah yeah yeah. He was saying everyone tries to say the media is this, the media is that. He's like the media is anyone with a laptop at this point. You know, the media is anyone who's written one blog post. It's 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 so it's become so huge and so expansive and so unwieldy that it's not any one thing anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's Pulitzer Prize winning journalists are competing for space with some dude who's just making shit up. Basically, it's very disturbing. <gasps> what? What? I've got it. SMN Super Mega News. We're gonna start it. We're gonna start on a news network. Twenty four hours. Let's do it. Let's do it. Starting right now. Okay. I'll put on Instagram Live. All right. Breaking okay. news. Matt's big secret. <laughs> Damn, I've already shared all my secrets. Have you really? All of them. Okay, I'll, gi- I'll give you one secret. Okay. That you haven't ever said. Um, oh, that one's too much. Hold on. Give me a second to think. Yeah. This is important. It's too mean. That's why it's a secret. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's nothing you actually want to yeah, say. Yeah, you know what? I'm thinking on it now. It's like they're all secrets because I don't want people to know. <laughs> yeah, so why yeah, am I yeah. going to share it? Hooray! <laughs> I'm so glad you fucking figured out how this feels. Hmm. What is the definition of secret? <laughs> oh, ew! Oh. Something you don't want other people to know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was reading about something. 
terrifying recently. There's this thing called aerated water. And like at a sewage, they have like sewage treatment plants where it's uh-huh. like they pump air into the water and you cannot swim in it. You just fall to the bottom. But you're underwater, but you, <laughs> there's no, there's so much air molecules in between that you can't swim. What? So you just drop straight to the bottom. How scary is that? But, but you can't breathe in it? No. You're oh. underwater because there's little, little air molecules between all the water. Oh. But you cannot, like, no matter how much you try, it's just like you're standing on regular ground. Is that what happened to the diver that fell into that thing? What thing? That's a bizarre way to go. Have you seen? Have you seen the? the you've seen the footage of the diver, and then he just falls into this cavern, and he falls to like the bottom of the oh, ocean. Oh, that shit's so scary! And then it, you just hear him freaking out at the bottom of the ocean, and then it, no, it was um, I think I read about oh, that. Oh man, it was yeah. <laughs> sorry, Dan. <laughs> what a downer! No sharks in that one. No. Let's oh, talk about so. something happy. Okay, Ryan, I went to the grocery store the other night to get zebra cakes. The one, and you saw Lisa Lampanelli. Were you there too? Of what? <laughs> they, they had no zebra cakes, and I was so like, oh that mad. excited. Ooh, ooh. I did, did see Lisa Lampanelli. Did you see Lisa Lampanelli? <laughs> no, but I did see oh. the guy that played Badger from Breaking Bad at the grocery store. And two years earlier, Pretty Ryan saw him at the thing. grocery store too. Badger? Yeah. I liked Badger. We both have seen him at separate occasions at the grocery store. It was like 1.30 a.m. If I find out that Badger's a Game Grumps fan, I'll be I'll be stoked. He probably um, wants to come on. Wasn't he on like he did some YouTube videos for a I don't know if it was college humor. I remember I've seen him on YouTube do stuff before. Right, so right. I feel like he's he's just... Uh, I love all the actors. He'd be down to come hang on the show. Hey, let me ask you. What are your favorite movies ever? They're your single favorite It doesn't movie. have to be the best movie, but my favorite Just your movie. favorite. Mine's easy. Everyone already knows it. It's The Iron Giant. That is on my list of things to see. It's wonderful. Okay. Love that movie. It will not make a difference that I didn't grow up with it or anything like that? No. Okay. I, oh, it's think, great. It's I great. think it's like it's an animated film mm-hmm. for kids, right? Um, but it it doesn't feel like it's talking down to you. Cool. And it's like a very it's, awesome. it's a very just heartwarming story. It's the it's it's the whole story. I mean, not verbatim, but it gives me you the same feeling at first of like a boy and his dog, or, uh, you know that type of. thing. I'm sure I'll Except cry. Except it's a boy and his giant fucking robot. Yeah, I'm sure I'll cry. I put on the Karate Kid the other day and cried from minute three all the way to the end. Mr. Miyagi's <laughs> fucking whole monologue he's, is just depressing as shit. He's amazing. That man can catch a fly with chopsticks. That's fucking rad. He, he's yeah. Uh, he's is that your amazing. favorite movie? No, my favorite movie is The Last Unicorn. What uh, is that? That is that is an animated movie Isn't from that an my childhood. Party movie. Song? Oh wow! Uh, we did a cover of the theme song from it. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, it's an amazing film. It's an, it's another one. Like that, that um, you watch it as a kid and you're like, yay, dragons and unicorns and swords and everything. And then you watch it as an adult and you're like, oh, this is actually about death, madness, (laughs) and isolation. (laughs) It's really powerful. And then Matt. I think my favorite, I don't know, I really like Lost in Translation. Lost in Translation is one of my favorite. That was good. I I haven't seen it. I understood how he felt uh, when I went to Japan. Um, I felt very alone and isolated there i actually i i i did too but i also had a very almost mirror image of that same story happen to me really so it's very like deep i guess for me yeah but i also really like um worth seeing ryan good movie okay yeah full metal alchemist i mean no (laughs) that's a good show full metal jacket full metal jacket is very Uh, powerful that is like one of my favorite movies of all time i like the first half more than the second half but like the it it I mean it's Kubrick man it, so good it's it's like in Kubrick's like window of 
where he could not help but do amazing shit. His movies are like phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love The Shining. I love Clockwork Orange. Like Full Metal Alchemist. God, I said it again. Yeah, Full yeah. Metal Jacket. Yeah. It's one of my favorite movies, and I still say Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> yeah. Um, Full Metal Jacket is just such a great movie to yep. me. It's like perfect. 2001, A Space Odyssey. I saw that for the first time like a few months ago. Me too. I haven't seen me that too. one actually. It's I, amazing. I tried watching it once and I got too high and turned it off and fell asleep. <laughs> it's, uh, it, the setting has to be right because it's very slow. It's like almost like oh, meditative. There's a whole sequence though where it's just like, is it, I, I'm not like, is it going to stop soon? But like, it's just, it goes on and on. You're like, this is a trip. If yeah. I was on something, this would Oh, scare yeah. the shit out of you. Yeah, it, 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 fu- it, it fucks with you. It fucks with you. But it's a great, great movie. Um, I love the opening scene with the monkeys. Yeah. Like, that's, that's such a, a good scene. It's a great, great part. Um, and it says says a lot without saying anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's why it's so cool. Yeah. Favorite album of all time. What's that? What's yours? Oh, favorite album? Uh, a Farewell to Kings by Rush. I thought you were going to say Rush, yeah. Yeah. It, well, Rush had a run, much like Kubrick, Rush had a run of albums starting with Caress of Steel in 1975 all the way to Signals in 1982 that it's just like f- my favorite album after favorite album after they they just they just did it for me how about you uh for me i think MBV by my bloody valentine ooh that which is the everyone uh, most people think loveless, loveless which yeah. i love loveless but for me, I like MBV more. Okay. And also, um, is that the is that the that's more the recent one. one? Yeah, that's the more recent one that they yeah. just dropped out of the blue. Yeah. And they're working on two new albums too. Holy crap! Um, so I'm really excited for that. And I saw them in live in concert, and it was like a transcending experience yeah. for me. Yeah. Yeah. But I think that um, I like MBV just because that the point when I found it in my life, it, it resonated mm-hmm. very well. So I have like an emotional connection to it. And it's also tied with this other album I like from my freshman year of college called uh, "Pale Machine" by an artist called Bowen. So Ooh, good stuff. Those are my, those are my, those are my favorites. How Ryan? about you, Rai? Uh, mine is very linked to just emotion. Um, so feel free to judge my music taste. Nah. Ain't no one's judging your music's uh, personal. My favorite album is uh, Is a Real Boy by Say Anything. What the fuck? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's a good album. I like that. I've album. never heard it's, it, actually. It's a really good album because uh, basically one day uh, Daniel was listening to some stuff that he listened back in high school. And I think we were in college at this point, probably freshman year. And we listened to Do Better, which is not on that album, but he's like, oh, you like this? And then one day he just showed up to my place when we were going to hang out, and he just handed me the Israel Boy CD. Mm. He's like, listen to this. You like it. And I'm like, okay. And so we played a lot in my car. There's a lot of memories of us singing along to it. And yeah. now I just, I still play it. Like, I I listened to probably two songs off that album you on the way You played it when we were in the car earlier. Yeah. yeah. He had he had great taste in music. Oh, the, the best. The um, I did I had limited interaction with Daniel because as as he was like coming into as all you guys were coming into our lives um, was when he died. But like one of the few conversations we had was about a band called Failure. Um, They had an album called Fantastic Planet in like 1996. And I was like, dude, you like that album? And he's he said, I love it. And it's one of those albums where if someone likes that album, I'm like. Yeah, they're cool. You know, they get it. Yeah, there's 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 some kind of kinship I feel with people that like certain albums and, yeah. th- and that's one of them. Um and uh yeah, he he uh so that 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 was impressive. I would have liked to have talked to him more about He's music. Just an overall very fucking talented guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. He was like the most talented dude I'd ever met, for sure. Um and and I, I guess 
not to get too personal, but I guess it was just such a weird experience for me just because I, what a lot of people don't realize is I literally knew Daniel for eight or nine months. That yeah. was it. Right. That was it. Right. We've been friends online for a while, but like... You were talking on Facebook a little bit. For like he a year so. The thing is, Daniel introduced me to you. Yeah, that's how we met. Was um, through Daniel. I knew Daniel wow. for anywhere I am. Yeah. That's uh, some shit. Yeah. So, um... Yeah, I mean, that, it, it was just, I guess that it was just a, it's, looking back, it's just such a... Blur. Not a blur, not it's, like... It's just a, it's an interesting point in my life, because it was so impactful. So much shit was happening, Looking though. back, it was such, that whole era, when all that shit went down, and mm-hmm. I knew Daniel, such a small part of my life. Yeah. You know? But yeah. it, it was such a big part of my life, too. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the thing that's different, because, like, I've, because I was with You were them. best friends for... Ever for years and years and years. Yeah, I mean, we knew each other since junior year of high school. Oh yeah, he he was uh, yeah. I think senior year. He's one of my history classes, and he just drew this realistic picture of George W. Bush. <laughs> and I turned around, he was just like sketching it by looking at it because he was bored. I was like, I just shit like that. Yeah, like I go back and I'm like, ah, that's a that's a moment. Yeah, it's like ah, it gets me. And it's interesting how it's like just funny. Yeah, because uh, I mean, the truth is, the people that have huge impacts in your life are not necessarily always the people who are in your life the longest. Yeah. You know, I've had relationships that lasted a year that were far more impactful on my life than ones that lasted three years. You know, mm-hmm. um, it, it, it's, it's, it's strange that way. Like it, time does not equal, um, relevance or importance. Uh, but I, I, you know, obviously it goes without saying that I wish he'd stuck around cause yeah, how great, absolutely. how great would it have been like if he was part of this whole crew we've assembled now, you know? You're fantastic. Yeah. I, I feel like, I feel like he would add so much and you know, Ryan, feel free to cut this out if this okay. is too personal or whatever. Like, I feel like we had a conversation at one point where you were having a resurgence in your grieving for him mm-hmm. earlier this year. Yeah. And I was having a resurgence in grieving for my previous relationship uh, earlier this year. Um, and there is something about that three-year gap because you can, you can, even if you're dealing with something, when something's that huge, there's going to be a certain amount of it that can get repressed, mm-hmm. even if you're actively dealing with it head on. And I think three years is about as long as you can repress something before uh, a healthy mind will start to push it back to the surface and be like, all right, deal with this now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, unhealthy people can fucking repress shit for their entire lives and it just ruins their lives and they drink a lot. It becomes more, the more you press something, I think it becomes deeper rooted and then it starts to branch into other aspects of your life without you even realizing. Yeah. Because like, if you're unhappy at the corks, you're repressing something that will branch into your work, into your relationships. Yeah, even your health. Well, you it, just look back at how much fucking time has passed. Right. Like I, like it all. Like honestly, it. It's like I, I didn't do a good snap. Feels mm-hmm. like a, just a snap of the fingers. Like I feel like I could think back to certain things that happened during that week. Uh, right. That we were together. Um. And it just doesn't feel that long. And that's where it's just kind of like hot. I guess the the trouble with dealing with it is that you find out that time continues on, but if you don't do anything, then you remain. You, yeah. Yeah. That, that's, oh, that's, so that's true. the biggest thing. It's, it's, it's kind of similar to relationships in the sense that like when, when you're in a relationship with someone and you have 
a disagreement or a fight or a misunderstanding or anything like that, you have to deal with it. Like you have to be able to talk it out and communicate it and get it out of your systems. Um, because then you can actually like grow from it. But if you put it away or repress it or like kind of just ignore it and act like nothing happened, then it just like becomes battle damage. And yeah. And, and the next time that sort of thing comes up, then the damage just gets increased and increased. And sooner or later, like you don't even realize it, but your four year relationship was doomed three years ago when you didn't start on the path of talking shit out and, and working it out. And life is the same way with uh, repressing grief, you know? Like, you have to fucking get that out of your system, and if it pops up again, you have to fucking get it out again because it it just will never go away unless you do the work, mm-hmm. you know? And That's it's, so true. It's a hard lesson to learn because it sucks fucking yeah, digging that shit up. confront it. It's yeah. Like shit sucks. It's like... Why, why confront it today? I could just do something nice today, you know, and, and, and deal with that later. But it just later becomes every later. second of every day. Yeah. You know? Later becomes later, becomes later, becomes later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, just on that note, just out of respect for, like, Daniel and mm-hmm. other people going that have gone through shit or are continuing to go through shit, if you're one of those people that's letting things sink in and like, I'll admit to it, I'm, I'm one of those types of personalities where I just like, I'm going to deal with this on my own right now. I don't want, I don't, I just don't want to bring right. it up type of thing. Don't help me. Um, but that can't stop me from preaching that you should seek help. You should seek a, a means of help. Yeah. That does, help doesn't mean you have to find a therapist. A therapist is a really good option, but you, there, there are so many ways that you can seek out help. Um, and why not? Let's. Uh, I'll put a few links in the description. Do it uh, yeah. for those who are struggling with people, and for those who want to go see some of Daniel's stuff. He has a SoundCloud. Just type in Daniel Kyer. Mm-hmm. You can find him easily on SoundCloud. K Y R E. Or look at the old channel old, we all did. Syndigo, Syndigo stuff. We even have like good many episodes of the Sindago podcast, where it was us uh, starting with just Daniel and I, and we had a guest every now and then, and then you joined. Yep. For the last few episodes. Yep. And uh, so. Uh, if you are, if you're not too familiar with who Daniel is, uh, go check him out. Cause he, uh, was, and continues to be a very, uh, talented person and driving force at least in, in, in our life. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, uh, he taught well, me so not, much, yeah. taught me so much. And I know that, uh, <laughs> if he could see the channel that we've made and grown to this point, he'd be super proud of us. And <laughs> Same. I, yeah. I mean, like it, I don't want to be disingenuous about him about it i didn't know him very well but yeah. he made as big an impact as someone i'd known that length of time possibly could have you mm-hmm. know um he was a special guy you could see it immediately and uh he deserves to have um his stuff have a light shown on it because even though it's easy to lament and say like oh his best stuff was all ahead of him you yeah. know the stuff he did create was pretty fucking amazing that's the thing man yeah. I, I sometimes look back i'm like god damn with what he was making like right then and like some stuff he didn't even release and he was just he would yeah. work on for fun and, and he it was would awesome. just play in the house and stuff it's like god there's a there's so much shit that in another timeline would have would have blew everyone away yeah would it would have just continuously he would have continuously blown people away and i and i truly fucking believe that because he was super passionate and he was running towards what he wanted to do because yeah. he, he was he was um 
like talking with a bunch of people who did music. He did some shows in LA too. Yeah. So and right. like he is pretty much the sole reason that I ended up out here in this position and that I was able to meet Ryan and make this channel. And I I'm really happy that you and I Ryan can continue to make his stuff and and his memory like live on through what we can continue to make. You mm-hmm. know like. When we can bring him up on a podcast like this, yeah, you know, I was we often, weren't expecting this, but, it's, but it, it just happens, yeah. and like, it's it's nice to look back at that stuff and uh, keep that kind of flame going. Yeah, yeah. And if you believe in the um, that concept that uh, every possible universe is happening, yeah, at, at once simultaneously, then you know there are infinite timelines where he is alive making awesome Doing shit. Doing well. Yeah, just, yeah. Just, just kicking back. So that is nice to think about. Um, and uh, yeah, man, God, we covered a lot of, Damn, a lot we of shit in this one. Yeah. Dan, our podcast is is not a deep podcast. Is, way, is that right? No, it is not. It is we, we just make dick jokes the whole time. Yeah. Perfect. This is we've gotten deep before, but I think this one... We get deep was, every like 30 episodes. Yeah. And then like it's just goofs, and then we get deep for an episode. <laughs> How many of the, these have you done? This is one fifteen. Holy shit! Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of podcasts, man. Oh yeah. oh yeah. So this would be your fourth deep one, on that average. Probably fourth or fifth, yeah. yeah. If cool. I'm not mistaken. Well, I'm very yeah. proud to have been a part of it. Thank you, Dan. We're so glad you came on. Finally, we're super happy to have you anytime. Welcome back. It was delightful. It's very like that's the thing because like this one wasn't like. A big haha one, but it was very engaging conversation. I had a I had a good bit of hahas. Nah, there, there were, there were several there times was... I was rocking back in my chair. <laughs> well, that's there just was the some ha- <gasps> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, it. I think, I think honesty is the most important thing. And if honesty is making dick jokes one day and being serious another, then that's fine. Well, that's why I like doing this podcast because we yeah. can do both. It's like we can get really deep, or we can just joke about regrowing our foreskin, which yes. I'm in the process of doing. <laughs> ah, yeah, that's not easy. It's It hurts. But uh, <laughs> thank you once again, Dan, Dan for coming you. on. It was and my pleasure. Where can people find you? Exactly. Uh, people people can find me uh, at youtube.com slash ninjasexparty okay. and at youtube.com slash gamegrumps. Yeah, um, all of Dan's incredible music is on all music platforms. Thank you. iTunes, oh, yeah. Spotify, all that stuff. Go check it out because it is fantastic. He's Go done. check out the music videos too because Ryan and I have had the pleasure of being in a couple of them. Oh, that now, is delightful. Now, Dan's got a voice. Just make sure you go listen to his stuff. If you listen to this podcast, you probably already listened to his stuff 10 times over. But his voice is like skating on a fresh ice rink. Very smooth. Very <laughs> like, nice. Well, like thank buttering you. myself. Like thank covering you. my loins in butter. Why? Well, Getting a warm blanket and sliding across the ice. It is the only thing that I love enough um, to do the 10,000 hours of work on, you know, yeah. that that, uh, that re- are required to be good at something. And this is the reason I quit smoking weed, that and I didn't want to be stupid anymore. But um, I'm still enjoying it. Oh, dude, <laughs> please. How old are you? I'm 24. Oh, my God, dude. Take your time. Okay. Have fun. It makes me too airheaded I, now. I'll come I, back when I'm 30 and re-che- re- rethink. I, I didn't quit until I was. Like, God damn it! <laughs> I, know. I quit. I think when I was like 32. Yeah. Um, I do it like once every three, two or three weeks now, just because I get too sleepy. Yeah. It. Well, I can't remember when it happened because it was it was sort of like diminishing returns for a little while mm-hmm. before I actually quit. But it was weird because when I first started smoking when I was 19, um, it. I was really struggling with OCD at the time 
and weed totally helped me with my anxiety. Oh, that's one of the reasons I started doing it was because I, I have terrible OCD. Fucking loved it, and I did not like taking pharmaceutical drugs that didn't hit me well. So uh, I started smoking weed, and it was the fucking best. And I yeah. loved the way it made music sound. And then somehow there was some sort of chemical shift in my body over the next like ten or twelve years, where the substance that relieved anxiety then started to cause anxiety. Mm -hmm. and I was what like, happened to me when I was like 21? Yeah, I was like, what the fuck am I paying for this for? <laughs> you know, like, why am I seeking this out? And then, of course, after I stopped smoking, it became legal everywhere. And yeah, I'm like, disclaimer, well, we're talking about marijuana. But where we live, it is fully legal. Oh, in California, yeah. Recreationally so, legal. Just, their doors are literally open. You just walk in, show them your ID, and then... Because I, yeah. I moved to California back when you they still were kind of, uh, you know... You have a medical card. The, the no-number doors. Yeah. And, like, it's like, yeah. where is this place? There's no sign? Yeah. It's it's funny. And, I mean, in... in um. In other parts of the country, it is straight up illegal, and you'll go to jail for so it. If you live in one of those parts of the country, we're yeah. so, not uh, condoning marijuana use. Yeah. To all those stupid South Carolina cops out there, oh, better luck next e easy time. Easy now. Easy. <laughs> well, yeah, I just, I, I'm gonna get them all on my head and be like, "He's coming. Yeah. He's coming for Christmas." I don't want to catch him with weed. I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to encourage any. You, you know what? I'll, I'll tell you. Here, here is a secret that I've never said before. Before be that, I just I I, oh, I want to say that sure. was not serious. No, of course, I know not. people who work in law enforcement. In fact, my mom works in law <laughs> oh, enforcement. Delightful. Ryan's antagonizing so, law enforcement, so I have Our a respect for what they do, and yes. I also realize the general situation. Haha, ha, I get it. Okay, boom, huh? boom. Yeah, I I will say I will say what my biggest regret is, and I've never said this publicly. <gasps> Um, because exclusive. Well, because it's weed related. It's okay. not the most fun thing, but it's a regret. It's Dan's big secret. Uh, yeah, I deeply regret all the times I drove uh, while stoned um, mm -hmm. because I absolutely was impaired and I could have hurt somebody, uh, including myself. And I feel, even though no one got hurt, fortunately, and I, I drive like a fucking grandma, and if I hit anyone, it would have been at 15 miles an hour, and they would have bounced off my car just fine. I I regret having put anyone else in that situation and in danger, and uh, that is something I have to live with. That is very noble. Or, I guess. Noble. It's well, very, like... Uh, well, a lot honorable of people, to admit that because yeah. there's that whole thing right like the uh the stereotype of uh you know drinking drinking and driving versus smoking and driving right truth is they're both shitty yeah you know you're impaired you're impaired and and of course smoking and driving is probably better because i would say there are cases where smoking and driving would make you Overly cautious rather than drinking and driving where I don't I feel oh, like oh, yeah, that's awful You're yeah, just you're, that's you're the just big joker. It's like oh, we gotta get home go fast. Yeah, you're gonna get us drinking and the cops going uh, Sorry, the cars going like five miles. <laughs> yeah, totally. I feel like drinking and driving no one ever Gets it, hurt. It, no, no, no one ever is. No one ever is more cautious because they are drunk, but I don't know that for sure but uh, then again when I was younger uber was never a thing and now it would be much easier and much better because, uh, you know, you can just get fucked up and then call someone and they'll drive you. Yeah. Thank God for Uber. I think that's wonderful. And on that salute I, to Uber. I, you know what? I bet 
I'm a lucky uh, man. I bet like injuries and deaths as a result of driving impaired, at least in big cities where Uber is, have I bet those have gone way down. Oh yeah. Oh definitely. Yeah, with the introduction of Uber, because it's like, oh, you don't have to worry about a DD anymore. You can just go out and get fucked up. That's awesome. Yeah. The biggest killer of man. Cars. Really? <laughs> That's the real enemy. We gotta destroy all cars. <laughs> Today we'll be hunting the most dangerous game. Man. <laughs> Actually, that is the biggest killer of man is man. So, start killing, guys. Oh, yeah. Um, Animals have their predators. Men have their wars. <laughs> oh, yeah. Damn, that was deep. that was on some science fiction thing that I can't remember. <laughs> very deep. Yeah, it was like so, so deep. <laughs> well, Dan, thank you again for coming on. Hey, my pleasure. Check out his stuff. It'll be in the description. Yeah. And you uh, can look up Ninja Sex Party's YouTube page at buttsex.info. That's you? the domain. That's actually true. That's, That's one of the domains the domain. we purchased. That is... Yeah. Pretty wow. proud of that. That was, was that Brian's idea? Absolutely. I that mean, that Brian's sounds like idea. a Brian idea. To the core. That sounds fantastic, though. But thank you. We love you, Dan. I love you. Oh, I yeah. love you. Samesies. Okay. All right. Okay. There we go. And we love you, fans. Thanks a lot. Thanks for See you next in. week. Bye. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.